Okay, so with costly faith, guys, first I want to tell you guys this, that the Christian walk, before I get to scripture, the, the Christian walk, it requires you to have a faith that is costly. I don't think anybody, I don't think Barry, someone preached to me when I got saved that this faith is costly. I, I don't think anybody preached to me that. Everybody, you know, that woman, you know, she, she told me about John, you know, for, you know, about the, the, the lady at the well. But I don't think she, she, I think she forgot to mention and say, hey, Ren, you know, Jesus said, you know, um, whoever wants to have his, you know, to save his life is going to lose it. But whoever loses his life for me is going to save it. I don't think she told me that. But you know, maybe she didn't want to scare me to the faith. So, you know, Marcia's looking at me, she's like, yo, this, I don't know what's going on. But anyway, I'm good. You know, um, so um I, let's go to scripture before I start any. You know, Barry, let me actually start with the quote. There's this quote I think it's so powerful to me right now when I'm speaking this word of God, that it says this. And I think it really hit me big this morning. That I have seen what hope can do. And I have devoted the rest of my life to, to, to being that hope for as many people as I can. At very, you know, two, I think three days ago, I, I read that quote. I'm like, by the way, the quote is by um, uh, a woman in Uganda. Her name is Rosemary. You know, in I got it from a book, it's called um, So that's the quote of a woman who was uh, giving the pastor this explanation. And I feel like it so really matches with the topic. So guys, let's go. Barry, today I'm diving expert. Today I don't think, I, I bring, you guys, if I preach for two hours, don't worry. You know, you, you <laughs> so um, today, let's first, I have few scriptures, but um, let's first start with Matthew 15. Right, let's go to Matthew 15, 21. Matthew 15, 21. Today I'm gonna, uh, Barry, I'm not gonna go New King James Version today. I'm gonna go NIV. Um, shout out. IV. NIV. 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 What is that? NIV, New International Version. Isn't that um, too new for God? Yeah, yeah, you know, sometimes God has to take you to scriptures like NIV to speak in grace and truth. And so this verse, it says this. I hope you guys are there. It says this, that the, the title is The Faith of a Canaanite Woman. And I'm telling you, this story is going to really show us how faith, faith is really expensive. It's costly. You know, our faith when we follow God is costly. And so I think this scripture really um, portrays it very powerful. So it says, leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is suffering terribly from demon possession. First, Barry, you know, the thing that was blowing me with this 
of course, is this woman, this kind of woman. Uh, she she starts first by speaking the Jewish language. Like she goes like to say, Lord, son of David. Remember this woman is from the valley. She's she's from the tribe of Canaan, but she's addressing Jesus as a as a Hebrew or as a Jew. And eh, this uh, this this got me juicy back. And then, and then this listen, listen. Jesus verse 23 Jesus do not answer Barry, oh, ask myself for this thing. Like someone, you, you you're approaching God, right? You're approaching God, and you have this grief. This woman, I bet she she when even she has speaking the Jewish language, she'll tell you the depth of her grief. But Jesus never says a word. Barry, I'm telling you some people after just that part would have walked away. They'll be offended. And it's it's funny, Barry, because this hit me because Jesus actually talks about this. He said, blessed is the man in Matthew, I think 11, where he addresses about John the Baptist and John the Baptist is in prison. Jesus addresses that blessed is the man who's not offended because of me. So meaning Barry, when Jesus is saying that, Jesus is saying, Rainy, there is a potential hindrance of you getting offended. Because how can Jesus say that? So meaning there is a way I can get offended by it. And, and right here, this word, it says that, guys, remember we're still in forgiving God, right? We still in, this is, a, you know, episode two of forgiving God, costly faith. And, 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 you know, Barry, actually, you know, um, think about silence. Because I think a lot of us never anticipate silence from God. So wh what happens in your life when God is silent? You know, you, you, you've called Barry, you've prayed. If it's a job, a spouse, whatever, you've prayed to God, but they silence. And, and Barry, this is crazy. God was telling me that three things that people go through silence. So in first, where Jesus doesn't say a word, so at the first silence, they use it actually for their justification of unbelief. Why, Barry? The reason atheist, his name was uh, Bertrand Russell. Listen to what he quotes with, with you know, proving my statement. He says, if God existed, he ought to do far more to affirm his existence. So meaning that sometimes people bury, sometimes grief, grief can make you actually justify because God is silent. I'm telling you guys, there are times in your life you ask God for something and he never stays away. What do you do? Because right here, Barry, the Bible, the, guys, I'm not, this is not Rennie's Bible. No, 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 no. This is in your Bible too. It says Jesus never did not answer a word. He never said anything. And then the second thing, Barry, silence for others. Now this is for us as Christians. Now you guys were like, man, Rennie, that, that's not me. Okay, good, good. Bless you, bless the Lord. Uh, uh, the, the second part, Barry, is 
others, for us Christians, we start growing indifference towards God. <laughs> Man, you know what people start doing? They start distancing themselves from reading scripture. They won't tell you, Barry, but I don't read scripture anymore. Or I don't meet with the community. When, when, when we gather, we don't meet with the community anymore. And then, Barry, this, this hit me hard. It's like, it's like, in short, Barry, people, they break up with God. In short, you know, now it's a one-way relationship. You know how Barry can have a relationship and you and you break up with the other person without letting them know? Yeah, ghost them. Ghost them. Thank you. <laughs> and, and, and this is what happens. People start protecting their heart towards God. They insulate, they distract themselves, Barry. People intoxicate themselves. They isolate. It's, it's still a... a a, a, a form of 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 uh of what what do I call it of perceiving or a form of kind of retaliating to God's silence, right? Is is it still a form, you know? And then and then this is the crazy thing, right? So the third part is the silence, another people's silence, which we're gonna see in this passage. Now that the, the third people now, these are also Christians. This is the third Christian now. The silence of God will actually become a catalyst for a deeper faith in God. So now there's some people who, when God is silent, now this actually becomes a catalyst for a deeper faith. They, they, they're like, man, I'm going to pursue God with everything I know. And you know, Barry, also a quote from when faith fails um it says this great freight great faith arose from great silence and actually by great faith can arise from great silence I, I, I was man and you know barry this is this is another quote that really made me think about this it says this, right? And you know, we did crisis on belief on, on Monday when we were doing the podcast. And this yeah. hit me, Barry, that faith is actually more authentic and dynamic when you're overcome by doubt, but you still choose to follow God. When you're overcome by doubts of every kind of way, you choose still to follow God. That's that's And so, this is, this, so, very think about this. So, it says this. So, in the same verse 23, so his disciples came to him and urged him, send her away, for she keeps <laughs> crying towards us. You know, you know, Barry, this really hit me because Actually, to make it very completely worse about this situation with this woman is that by sometimes the people around you, like pastors or people you really respect in the faith, Barry, they tell you to be silent. They actually chase you away. They actually tell you, oh, your concern, 
you doubt for God is mind you know come on get over it and Barry you know this hit me why because guys let's go to Mark 5 because Barry I'm telling you Holy Spirit is in this place so think about this this story is really cognizant with the story of you guys know the story of the bleeding woman the the woman who had a bleeding issue for 12 years in Mark 5 because listen to what happens Mark 5 verse uh 24 24 so uh, it says so Jesus went with him a large crowd followed and pressed around him and a woman who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years by think about the faith of this woman like she had why because she said she had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors she spent all she had yet instead of getting better hmm, she grew us so bye think about this god is silent and above all you look for him in every way and your situation gets worse what do you do because think about the faith of this woman i think bye we read over scripture but we never think the intensity of the bible characters this woman had spent everything doctor to doctor she flew from maybe america to europe to africa she's looking for a cure but nothing and and this really made me realize man our faith varies costly man man very to follow god is costly man and think about this it said this uh when she heard about Jesus she came behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought Barry, think about the thing about women this woman in her thought remember Barry when you were talking about perception thoughts this woman her faith was so costly she she was like everybody always Barry approaches Jesus to actually ask for healing from Jesus this woman her faith was so immense she was like man i don't actually need jesus for you to speak to me i just need to touch your cloak like i will fight this thing like I'll, i i don't know how i'm going to get through the crowd but i got to touch like like that's how my faith is and then and then it's crazy because it says if i just touch the clothes If I, the, the woman said if I that I just touch his clothes I'll be healed immediately her body you know stopped bleeding and all that but very I want us to focus on verse 31 you see the people crowding against you his disciples answered and yet you can ask who touched you is it funny very relates to Matthew 15 where where the disciples actually chase this woman is the same thing and is it funny that the church can actually push you away even in costly faith man is this is it guys it's the same thing because here it says that that the disciples said send her away for she keeps crying out after us that that married people around Jesus 
like pastors or people that you respect in the faith will actually will actually sometimes can steer you away or lessen the faith of your of your approach towards God. Mm. So and so and so Barry and then you know you know you know you know you know Barry Okay. So Barry think about this. Mm. Um this actually was a true story to me because there's this woman Barry that back in America I had fallen in love with. And and Barry I remember like I used everything. I used man I faith to my way in this relationship back I remember if you would have come to my room back then when I was having this relationship man I put pictures you know pastor said if you want to see something closer put a picture on your room this was me man I put a picture of this woman in my room I was sprinting my way into this thing I'm so much believing god I'm like yo this is my wife and everything but everything got worse and worse and you know Barry in this time I began to question my faith and 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 I started asking God you know because after the relationship broke up I started asking God God did I really were even really here for you or maybe I've been just doing my own thing this hit me personal because I'm like God there's this man of God who put this out about this and everything but it broke off it really changed my faith man it really did I really I really when I was writing this sermon I was like man this really challenged me you know why Barry I'm saying this and 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 for me Barry it was you know unlike many people Barry for me you know people sometimes say you know what granny you're a good getter and, and it's true man and very i'm telling you that works for me in different ways man you know it works for me in my pursuit for god you know i'm a go getter i very maybe that's why god chose me but uh by the same time it, it can also work against you it really can and so So but you know Barry why I love the fact that God gave me as a go getter and like Paul I say you know by the grace of God you know I love what Paul says in, in 1 Corinthians 15 he says by the grace of God I am what I am why does he say this Paul remember he had this previous uh he had this previous uh like record of being a murderer and 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 Paul says yes guys I'm a chief I'm the chief above I'm the least but guess what guys I labor I I labored above everybody why because I didn't take just the grace of God for granted and that was me by I remember at this time when it when that relationship broke up I remember at the first at the beginning of this year man it took a trajectory in my life man I decided to go for to pursue God. I like people Barry who step back and uh, Barry I remember that time actually I had a shout out to my cousin who had a her, you know she had told me that this relationship won't go far. But you know Barry for me I just don't take answers from people. For me I go in pursuit for God. Barry you can hear from God but me for me I say man I got to I got to hear from God myself. 
because I want to know. I want to know the authenticity of my faith, guys. I, I, I don't want to put just, I love what you said in the podcast. The, the truth is not asleep. You know, so this for me, Barry, it, it took me to a deeper pursuit of God. I really wanted to know God. And so, and so, and, 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 and Barry, and, and that's the thing for me, that was the third, that the silence of God during that time, Barry, I, it, it deepened my faith. It really deepened. And you know, Barry, one thing about this, it, it, God was taking me back also back in Kenya. You know, Barry, when I was young, I used to say, you know, I, 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 I'm going to go to America. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be in that country. And Barry, you know, my fam, my fam, and I love them, man. But, you know, Barry, some of my fam, they, they, they would tell me, man, man, Rennie is so obsessed with America. What if it doesn't happen? And you know, Barry, I, I remember, I, I remember even like the, the, the first interview, this woman, an American woman, Barry at the embassy, she said to me, Rennie, you never gonna step America. You never gonna see. And, and I When did she say that? <laughs> she just said, <laughs> what do you mean? She just said, you never, you're never going to see it. I know, she, you know, she was like, she was like, you know, cause I remember she looked because my mom was back here and she said, you know, oh man, uh, I, you, you, you never going to go to America. And it's crazy, Barry. It's crazy, Barry. That, that day I remember when I was going back home, I looked up the clouds, man. And you know, like you say, everybody says God's up there. I said, God, I know, I know I've been always saying and people going to laugh at me. But guess what, man, God, you still believe me. Man, faith is costly. Barry, and that's why for me, man, thank God I'm a go-getter. Because I remember that tone, at that point, I would have turned the bark and, and just accepted it. And, and, but guess what, Barry? I remember now I'm right now in America. I proved against the odds. Right now, I'm in that country. And Barry, it just shows me that God, Barry, honors faith. God, he, the currency, if there's something that God honors, Barry, is faith. Man, the currency of God is great faith. Like God's currency is faith. He's like, you got faith? I'm going to take you there. And, and, you know, and so anyway, just, that, that was just a diversion. Uh, but, but think about this, this woman, Barry in 24, she answered and, and listen to what Jesus Barry answered. Now Jesus answers this woman again. Listen to what Jesus says to this woman. I was sent only to the sheep of Israel. I'm telling you, Barry, when Jesus tells some people that they offended now completely like they're like man i'm done with it barry think of think about it the first time jesus is silent the second time jesus tells this woman that i was not sent on i was sent only to the lost sheep of what do you do and <laughs> barry <laughs> Yeah, you know, you know Barry, let me tell you about this one. I mean, like, man, this is just telling you how our faith was costly. Because you you see, Barry, this woman, she came and knelt before him. Lord, 
Lord, she said, Lord, help me. She said, Barry, this woman, she screamed. Now, Barry, when her disciples were, were chasing her, when disciples of Jesus were chasing her away, this woman was screaming, but now she, she goes deeper. And that's why, guys, I'm telling you, Barry, that this thing, our faith, it's, it's, you, you gotta have costly faith. Because if you're in, picture yourself with the, you're in the hands of this woman, and now you're seeing your daughter, and this woman, Barry, I love what your point you always say, Barry. This woman, at this point, I'm betting, this woman was just with Jesus because this woman trusted God's character. There's nothing else you can say here. And, and you know, Barry, this actually, think about this. This actually ties in to Elijah, uh, uh, Elijah and Elisha. Barry, remember I was talking about to the mantle. Let's go to uh, second, second Kings 2. And, and Barry, I love what you talked about profane, profane, which I'm going to actually touch just a little bit about it. So Barry, think about this. Uh, it says second Kings two. Uh, uh, so when the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven in a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were their way from Gilgal. And Elijah said to Elisha, stay here. The Lord has sent me to Bethel. Barry, imagine the prophet of God is telling the, the person who is going to be anointed, who God actually has anointed that stay here. You know, Barry, let me tell you, this is what people do, Barry. And, and I know it's going to blow you back. People say, you know what? If it's God's will about something in my life, it's going to happen regardless of what, right? Now, Barry, it's funny. God actually was saying that's profanity. Why, Barry? You see here, you see here, you see here. Because, Barry, let me tell you, people use... People, God actually may be sending you something and you reject before you because of profane. You're like, God, anything that's, that's mine cannot be taken away by anybody. But actually, Barry, this scripture proves it otherwise. Well, why, Barry? Because I realized in First Kings, uh, Kings 19, you guys don't have to go there, but you can go there. First Kings 19, 1 Kings 19, 16, Elijah actually is given a mandate by God and he's told, you know what? Anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi, king over Israel and anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat. So Barry, think about this. God has already chosen Elisha. But in 2 Kings 2, you see Elijah actually telling Elisha, man, no, 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 stay back. Meaning Barry, even though God has a plan for you, Barry, and you don't really take time to really seek after God. Even though, for example, Barry, God has promised me a wife, anything, career and everything. If I don't put my whole faith on it and I say, okay, God, you're just going to do it. It's never going to come to pass. Why? Because think about this. It says, but Elisha, Elisha, listen to Elisha, what he replied. As surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not live you. Man, that you're calling anything that God has promised you, you, you just can't say it's, you know, I'm just going to say it's, if it's God's will, it's going to happen. You know, you actually have to be in pursuit after it. Because destiny, Barry, is not for the weak. Destiny is not for the weak. And, and this shows it right here. 
and then it says again the company of the prophets barry remember it's the same thing the company of the prophets they came at Bethel came out to Elisha and asked, do you know that the Lord is going to take your master? Is it not the disciples who said, chase away the woman away? Why is this woman? The same thing, Barry, in the in the New Testament, it just, man, how scripture interprets scripture. The same company of prophets, they're telling Elisha, why, why are you going, you know, you don't you know your, your master is going to be taken away? Barry, I'm telling you, destiny, it's not for the week and, and think about this and i love what elisha's response was yes i know but do not speak of it it's like elisha telling them be quiet like shut up i know i know and you see this happens and then think about this and and barry let's go to 10 uh, uh verse 10 it says this so remember, guys, God has anointed, he told Elijah, go anoint Elisha. So verse 10, think about this. Barry, this is why I'm saying that you just, when you just leave it and say you're profaning against God. Why? Because God has called you to something, but you, you're like, you know, if it's God's will or anything, you know, it's going to come to pass. But for me, I won't put in the work. Why? Because it says this when uh uh you know when they had crossed elijah said to elisha tell me what i can do for you and you guys know that destiny stuff elijah in if you read chapter two because of time i won't read the whole thing but Eli, uh, second kings two to ten elijah actually elisha he's still he's told by elijah stay back in the stay back in bethel and he refuses and he says I will not leave you. That's destiny, Barry. Destiny will come to a point, it will test you. It will say, I do you really want this thing? Or you just you just you just you just like the other people. And guess what, Barry? A lot of people stop. And then you see again, stay here at Jericho. Destiny again, it's testing you. Do you really want this thing? And a lot of people will be like, mm, mm, mm. I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> and then you see the third part guys i'm talking about costly faith and 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 the third part you see elijah again says to him stay back here at jordan and guess what elijah still says as surely as you i'm not gonna leave think about that those are three times barry i'm telling you people reach the second phase they're like i can't do this destiny is too much it's costly costly it's costly oh man it's costly and then and then think about this and then barry it goes again it says when they had crossed now <laughs> barry i'm telling you even you see holy spirit is just making me sweat when <laughs> when they had crossed elijah said to elisha what can i do for you and then this is the fourth test barry think about he's been tested three times and remember barry Elisha didn't say anoint me. It's God who had told Elijah, anoint Elisha. So that you can know Barry. Anytime you say that, you're profane. You're saying. And 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 then it says this. Let me inherit a double portion of the spirit. Elisha replied, You have asked for a difficult thing. Now, Barry, now this part, people will get until the fourth part, but here people are gonna get offended. They're gonna say, 
you tell it after i have said i'll surely not leave you you're telling me what i'm asking for it's a difficult thing really and Barry, remember elisha had burnt everything you got you remember Barry in second king uh, in first kings elijah burnt everything to follow god he burnt what he used to do his occupation which was keeping you know oxen very think about how destiny is costly <laughs> and then and then he says this yet you see me elijah said this yet if you see me he gives actually a condition he says if you see me when i'm taken from you it will be yours otherwise not okay. i'm telling you when now people are told this they get completely because he's saying your destiny is 50. Right. I'm telling you when God was giving me this, I was like I was sweating the way I'm sweating right now. Uh-huh. Uh, and then and then Barry, think about this. And that's why Barry I'm saying when you just say that if it's God's will, might could it be? Could it be? the profane very that that's been a new time in Rainey's preaching language could it be i don't know where i got it from but listen oh, yeah, wait, wait, wait. you have to have to hold it for a second are you guys catching what this is you know how people say god willing i know in james it says that you know we should we ought not to say this but we ought need to say like you know uh, if god wills but then that's different you know there's this this there's another one which is god willing which is said in unbelief you know like when 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 or even even people say amen you know like you say like hey guys I, i'm going to run for president and people say amen hallelujah they clap that's 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 in unbelief do you, do you guys they're saying the right word but the the attitude behind it the heart behind it is missing not right and very actually that was the thing that god was saying and like people are saying in the open and very you know the crazy thing we'll see why jesus actually was saying this to this woman in matthew 15 oh man right the whole spirit is in this place and so think about this and and then it says it says here that uh elijah as they were walking and talking together suddenly a chariot of fire and horses appeared and separated the two of them and Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind and Elisha saw this he cried out my god you guys check this out so Elisha now has seen what actually is so much into destiny he has seen my father go back imagine this is so powerful that it changed Elisha changes from my father and in verse 14 he said He, even though he was grieving that who he had meant who had mentored him is gone he takes up the cloak and then and went back stood on the bank and then he he says where now is the lord right what we were talking about the identity shift now he 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 now moves from now just saying my father my father to now a costly faith which now goes into where is now lord now it's it's your faith now has to be yours 
your, your faith has to be personal. It, it, it's, it's not a concept anymore. Now that's the transfer. But now Elisha says, where now is the Lord? You see, from my father, my father, and he goes on to, where now is the Lord? Man, faith is constant. Mm. And then he says, the God of Elijah. And then he also says, the God of from my father, meaning Elijah, to now he's saying God. Now he moved away from Elijah. Now, that's, that's, that's the that's the cost. And then, right, let's let's now finish. I, I was just, you know, you were standing with profane, which I saw, I was like, man, Barry, could, could it be that people actually have unbelief, but they speak with, they speak like they have belief and they're profane. <laughs> Right, that was that was amazing. Thank you for that. But now think about this bag. It says this in verse 25. It says the woman came. Now we you guys were back to Matthew. Matthew 15, 25. It says, and 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 Jesus now replies again. <laughs> Barry, think about this. Jesus goes ahead and replies again. It is not right to take the children's bread. Man, I'm, 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 I'm still puzzled. Right? If I want a wife, man, I was telling God, God, give me such a wife. Like, this is the wife I'm looking for. Like, right, if this woman was in our days, man, you bet, man, I would pay, I would, I would buy the most expensive ring, man. Just to, man, this woman's faith, Barry, is incredible. It just perplexed me. Like Jesus is saying, guys, that it's not right. Jesus actually deflects again. So what do you do? This is the third time. A lot of us will be, but I am telling you, a lot of people will just be like, man, this is not worth it. It's not. But this woman has this crazy pursuit. This and, and Barry, it's, it's like this. You know, you remember Barry when I was talking about to you about the, the Augustine, the theologian, and, and the boy. If you guys haven't watched the podcast. Tell the story, tell the story. Oh man. So, so the, the Augustine, the theologian, he's in a beach, right, guys? And, and he sees this boy scooping a, you know, he, this boy has dug a hole in the, you know, in the sand, and he's taking a bucket, and he's taking water from the sea and he's putting it to the hole. And, and this boy is doing many trips. And the theologian started asking, like, like the theologian actually started laughing back. He's like, what is this boy doing? And so the theologian didn't want to conclude anything. So he decided, let me ask the boy what this boy is doing. And then this boy said, I I'm, I'm emptying the sea. I want to I want to make sure that I empty all the water which is in the sea into the hole. And and the theologian started laughing. It's like this boy is cuckoo. Like how can you empty off all the water of the sea into this hole? And it's funny, God just dropped a thought in the theologian. And he said to him, "Is it not what you always do to me? That you're always trying to 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 contain me?" And, and the theologian was left shocked. His laughing turned into a shock. 
And now I think Barry has started laughing at himself. Mm, mm, mm. And you know, Barry, how faith is costly. Think about Barry, the, the centurion servant. You guys know the story of the centurion servant. The centurion servant, this man, it's, it's in one of the gospels. It's it actually, it's in, uh, it, it, you don't have to go there because of time. But the centurion servant, him, he said to Jesus, I want you only you to say words. Only, only say words and my daughter will, you don't have to go to my house. And Jesus said, man, I've not seen such faith, great faith, that this in Israel. Imagine that the man, I'm telling you, God honors faith. Great faith, God honors it. And, 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 and then listen, listen to this woman. She said, yes, Lord. She said, this woman didn't, didn't retrieve back. Mm-mm. This is me burying January. I didn't take a step back in my faith. I said, God, I don't want to hear anybody. I want to hear from you. And this woman says this. Yes, Lord. And this woman, guys, think about she's she 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 she's like, man, I, I don't care how many times you're gonna turn me down. Like I came here for something. And and I'm not leaving. And she said, Yes, Lord. But even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. And Barry, think about this. Jesus answered to this woman, Woman, you have great faith. Barry, it shows me, Barry, that Jesus realized that this woman actually was one of us. This woman. No, 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 this woman must be. You remember Barry started the story saying she's a Canaanite woman? But Jesus realized mm -mm, this kind of faith, mm -mm, this woman must be one of us. <laughs> no, this woman is a, no, this is a different kind. Mm -mm, this woman must be one of us. I, I, I got to grant you a request. Like you're not moving away. You, no, Barry, this was just like Mother Teresa, right? She said, like Frederick Nietzsche, you know, Frederick Nietzsche takes this, meets a crisis of belief, and Frederick Nietzsche decided to say, hey, you know what? Because, because uh, my father died, God, I'm done with you. And, 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 and Mother Teresa hits a crisis of belief too, but for her, she decides this, is, is a strong pursuit. Let me start this journey of this strong pursuit. I gotta know God. Like, I, 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 I'm gonna follow God with everything. I have questions. And that's why, Barry, you remember I came to that point. That faith, faith is authentic and dynamic. I'm looking for that word, I, I can't see it. But faith is authentic and dynamic when it's, it's it's overwhelmed by doubt but you still choose oh thank you holy spirit for bringing me back uh you know faith is authentic and dynamic a faith that is authentic and dynamic it chooses still to follow god even though you overcome your doubt and and guys just to conclude on costly faith you know barry let me let me let me let me even this it really hit me barry because our own Jesus, 
our own our own Jesus died. He took the highest form of torture, rejection, loneliness, pain, suffering, and all turned it into good. Right, it now makes sense. You know, I was reading this scripture that you overcome evil by good, and I was reading it like 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 uh, an unbeliever. But now this makes sense to me. I, I, I didn't know. The, why Jesus always tells us overcome evil with good because that's what he did when he took the reach by the the cross or the was the highest torture a person could be could be could be done in 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 the Roman Empire that was like that was the highest torture and Jesus the the thing that the enemy thought that was the highest torture by he turned it out into good and he tells you by no no not in a religious way overcome evil with good no no you guys have been doing it religious you always say no oh i can't but he says i i proved to you that you can overcome evil with good and 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 barry just to tell you how costly our faith was jesus said i'm gonna take the highest torture and not gonna even die in the garden he said father is, is there any other way but he says if 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 our pay, if if this faith is this costly i'm going to do it. and that's why barry even in times of doubt i have i i, I just don't what i'm going to call it. because you you don't just preach to me you showed me how faith is costly uh, uh, by the way say something yeah Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was uh, it's something I have been th- thinking about these few days that uh that or what has been inspiring and what you said right now reminded me of it that instead of facts and just rationality we we have something that is called the truth and Jesus was the way and the truth and the truth and another way to say it is like uh instead of faith that you are bound to some kind of like uh, a cer- certain kind of doom or something you have faith and uh this is the two things that uh, humanity you either listen to it or, or you don't and you will it's just a two-way street and it's it's listening to the truth or listening to your own brain and and just the facts around you but if you do that you will miss the truth that that Jesus opened to us and and that's why you have to like be a part of what what he created <clears throat> and yeah faith is such a such a big force and a, and a strength and it wins even faith Oh wait wait. Like Did you say that, that that faith faith defeats fate? Yeah, like if you if you believe uh like faith means hope. Like uh like uh, what, what is it called? Uh, like uh, infinite hope. And faith means something absolute that you are bound to, to like something called karma or something called you know a destiny 
but but Jesus can open all doors. He can he can make our sins disappear, and uh, and so so it's a completely another issue to know for humanity to know what is the truth, because the truth is not made out of facts, uh, but it's made out of faith, and uh, and. Uh, so on. Uh, that, the the, the truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I have something to say about that. But b- before that, uh, Lizzie, Lizzie, that. Where's Lizzie? I'm here. Yeah, I think Lizzie said something uh, in the last Bible. Uh, yesterday's Bible study that I really liked is when Jesus was writing to the seven churches. And he was writing to a church that was undergoing persecution. And Lizzie highlighted that it was the fact that it was Jesus, somebody who had actually undergone persecution, actually been killed and actually resurrected. The fact that he was the author gave that letter credibility. And I think Rennie just spoke about uh, that Jesus uh, overcame evil with the good and he actually proved it so i don't know lizzie if, if you can share that point and sort of uh, tell us how it was maybe i haven't said it the way you said it i think you've just said the way it was <laughs> oh <laughs> okay but it's just wonderful uh, and dennis did you have something to say by the way uh, but they're in very powerful words i i've i've, I've underlined good evening. <laughs> everything yeah good evening dennis Uh, good evening to you. I'm just catching up with you guys, and it's really interesting to know about uh, good the costly faith. We are talking about the costly faith, and it reminds me of. Uh, okay, apparently, let me just say it as a testimony, probably my life, because uh, a number of times, you know, uh, the, the faith that you have is going to like in life. At one point in your life, you will one time be standing alone if not with friends okay because when when you believe in something that maybe someone else does not believe in you somehow tend to segregate yourself because of uh, that aspect of you that aspect of you and if you notice Jesus' life and even Paul to an extent you know all the people that he knew Paul all the people that he knew friends that he was with the Pharisees because he he was uh, he actually learned under one of the best the best of the best in Gamaliel yeah he was one of the best teachers and uh, notice Paul as a student being under this guy he 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 was I would say he was an A student at that particular that particular time and when the time came for God to separate him from from others you notice how his life changed that was destiny his life changed and he he was actually uh, put into uh, he, he was actually put into prison and he was actually put into chains so just notice how your faith when god has given you something that you need to accomplish in life there is a cost to it mm. you will at one point in life be standing alone mm. Yeah, you will one point in life be standing alone. 
and and um, I'm actually uh, reminded of uh, uh, the, the 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 story of Gideon. Mm. You know, Gideon, who is this guy who is 50-50. He does not really believe in God. Okay, he was he, he was actually the only the the, the last born in a family who was looked down upon just look at this somebody who is uh, believes in god yes the last born in a family the least actually he is the least among his family and and because of his belief in god by the way he is meant to stand alone at a point when the angel of the lord comes to him and tells him about you know you have been chosen and you have to perform some tasks for god he does not believe it why because somehow the word of god had disappeared from israel during that particular time and if you look at during during uh, during that time if you look at israel's spiritual state they were actually wavering between <laughs> between uh, the gods the gods okay the gods with a small g yeah, the idols and all that and then it was only like uh, you don't talk about Gideon who was uh, who was the person who was uh, I would say still remaining a remnant who would still believe in God. But look at what God did for him. Okay, just look at what God did for him. So just look at it this way. The cost. What what has God called us for? What has God called us out of? Let me use that. Remember Abraham? Mm, mm. The moment he received the vision, mm. the faith trusting God to go to a destination that he does not know of he does not you know just imagine being told today gather your stuff i don't know what you will gather number one gather your stuff uh-huh. you are leaving go to a line that will show you <laughs> go to a line that will show you it is like someone telling me dennis get out of this house <laughs> and uh, go and i'm like where i where? need to know where i'm going from Exactly. The problem with human beings is we we actually want the whole picture before you, you know before like you want to know the end result instead of trusting God with that one particular step because that is faith taking that one step. And you know what with God God always illuminates that next step only. It is not mm. the whole journey. Mm. It's only the step that you're going to take. That one step, that is the step that God illuminates. No wonder His Word says He is the light. He is uh, He lights our our path, right? That that is in Psalms. Even even it's, Dennis think about when he says the steps of a good. Ma- it's the steps, not not not, not the journey. Yeah, not the journey of a, of a righteous man is ordered. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And and you look at it that way, as as a human being with my limitation, as a human being with my limited thinking, and the perspective of I have to have the whole uh, the whole picture before me before I embark on something. That is where we miss it. That is where we miss it. Imagine if Abraham would have questioned God, where are you taking me? What should I carry? Do I carry my was it the nephew? I think it was the nephew lot, right? Yeah, yeah. Lord. Do I carry this guy? Apparently, the people that we go with also are a hindrance on our on our journey. Yeah. yeah? Mm. 
they are a hindrance on our journey. So the aspect of standing alone checks in. So that is just my, uh, I was just listening through and I was thinking about uh, a number of times, by the way, a number of times personally in my life, I just like this. at a moment I've had to stand alone, making decisions that are, un- one, decisions that are unpopular, okay, so uh, I was just thinking about personally in life where where you are uh, at, uh, at times when uh, I've had to make some decisions and you know, people look at you and you're like, you gay, are you sure what you're doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, you know, like uh, one of one of the things that I have discovered is uh, not really, but the greatest hindrance that you will get, by the way, it is not from unbelievers. Mm-hmm. They're your brothers and your sisters in in Christ. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's what I was preaching. You see, you see. What <laughs> breathe I, in, Renny. Breathe in, Renny. Breathe in. I am. I <laughs> think Renny is coming out of his voice. <laughs> what does the Bible say? Out of the confession of two or more mouths, what is it is established? Yeah. <laughs> okay, go on. I, I, don't worry, Renny. I, I haven't yet remarked on the on this sermon. I know Mercy has something to say as well. You know, Mercy is becoming a bit of a preacher these days. Uh, amen. Yeah. And that is that is the good amen, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 just to close up this thought process, I am reminded about uh, Gideon. That is Gideon chapter seven, verse two. Actually, the Bible says, uh, "Okay, this is this is what I picked here, that that God will always choose to work with the remnant, them that have decided to follow God wholeheartedly. God, that is the people that God has chosen to work with. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter." what, where, when, how but there's only that one person who has chosen this is going to be God and me it is God and me Okay. so and okay, the Bible says that the people uh, and the Lord said to Gideon the people who are with you are too many for me to give Midian into their hands lest Israel become boastful saying my own power has delivered me think about it if you are going to think about where God is taking you, or probably your destiny. And you have got, you have got everything worked out. Uh, when I live here, I'll need to catch a bus to wherever, I'll need to call so-and-so, they're going to host me, uh, uh, probably, uh, okay, there's so many things that we would always plan out, yeah? So, so when you lay out those plans, what happens? You're limiting God's 100% plan to work through you. Man. Wait, 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 no, hey, hey, no, 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 hey, too, too, too quick, too quick, too quick, wait, wait, say that again, that when you what, you're limiting God's plans to work through you, I want to hear that. When, 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 when you have got everything worked out, planned out by hey. yourself, you are limiting God's purposes to work through you, God's, like, what God has planned for you to work through you. Okay. It's what okay. when you said uh, last time, part-time, what did you say? There's something that you said, a part-time Christian. Yeah, yeah, part-time. You know, yeah, you're, 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 you're taking a, you're taking the part where God is supposed to work <laughs> just because he's not working at that time or he's not answering your prayers or uh, giving you answers. You now you feel like, no, let me take this uh, in my own hands. 
that was good. That was good. Before you talk, before you talk about yeah, yeah. you conclude this point and then I start it back to Mercy. Because I had Mercy about 50 and I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. We're ready. Uh, 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 the, the last point, guys, and, and I love what uh, Dennis, you know, the whole trade is doing with you. It says that, that the cross and the manifestation of everything involved is now our triumph. Four. So, so guys, just guys remember about that Christ shows us this by him going to the cross. And that was his proof of life. And if you guys ever question that, always remember this. In life, just I want to make it practical in life. No one ever pays a high price for nothing. And guys, think about the price of Jesus. That was the highest price that a human can ever pay in his own life. And if you always think about it, I don't know if you guys buy designer birds or I know Barry, the shoes I've bought, hey, but they can buy, they can buy a couple of people's bonds and everything. I have some expensive shoes that God has blessed me with. But, 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 you know, ain't nobody pays a higher price for nothing. I paid them because I wanted to look different than anybody else so guys and that's the end of my sermon of costly faith hey hey very good i i i i love that stuff i love that stuff mercy please remark 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 i am blessed i am i've eaten the word today i've been fed the word today i didn't even need to chew it was chewed for me <laughs> Could you guys go, please? Because oh. you wanted to say something and I'll, I'll probably skip after. Okay. I think, uh, just comments, some brief comments. Like, I've heard all, like, messages from all three uh, chapters that you've used. The one where the woman, uh, the, 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 the Canaanite woman. I've heard also a uh, preaching on the woman of the issue of blood and I've also had the preaching on uh, Elisha's persistence but I've never heard them all preach together like uh, combined together so I was very excited to hear that but then uh, it struck me you know guys it, that verse uh, that that woman of the, the issue of blood Do you know that Jesus was 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 touching many many people touching Jesus as well. But only this woman, you know, that's this touch that Jesus recognized amongst all those other touches. And I know I know I think it might have been preached before, but that just hit me like it's it, it, it's not the touch that activates God's work in your life. It's not proximity that activates God's power in your life. It's got to be proximity and it's got to ha- have faith, you know? It has to have faith. It isn't enough to be close. All those people were close, but they didn't have that faith. They didn't have that, you know? And I just want us to turn to Hebrews chapter 11 because this is There's a lot of stuff. I mean, my mind is my mind is still downloading. I'm sorry guys. 
so <laughs> I think in Hebrews chapter 11 we see something that because okay we said that we have faith in God's character but you know God has many aspects to his character so which aspect do we need to have faith in when we are losing things when we when it's costing us um, I think that's in Hebrews chapter 11 where it says that uh, they that come to God must believe he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him which which verse is that can you guys hear me well by the way yeah 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 which verse is that Hebrews chapter 11 Yeah, 11 verse 6 yes but without faith it is impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him now that's that's that to me is what encapsulates what we've been taught today I mean think about this the only approach to God is through faith and it's faith in his character that he was those that diligently seek him. And this is, this is, you have to know that um, in God's character, God wants to be valued as God. He's a jealous God. God wants you to see go the extra mile. Uh, I don't know, ladies, if it's true uh, what people say that. Sometimes you people you run away a little bit and then you you, you see if the man will chase you. Is is this you know you know he, did, he didn't even chase after me. I mean there's some women like that. You know like you want to see like will he pursue you? You know there's this there's, there's this um statement they say that 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 girl the the, the egg doesn't swim to the to the sperm is the sperm that swam to the egg. So don't chase that man. That's that's the joke they say. Uh, no comment. No comment. But you see, God is a little bit like that. God wants to see, see you go the extra mile. God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. So how many of you chase after God? You know, and and this is really important. To God, and He rewards it all the time. I think we've seen it in uh, with the woman. We've seen it with uh, Elisha, and I'm just thinking about it in my own life. Like, how am I going to apply it in my own life? Because remember, this is not just uh, Bible study. We're looking to apply it in our own prayer life. You know? Do you remember when Jesus told the disciples? Wouldn't you even tarry an hour in prayer? You know, some people, they, they pray 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and they feel that they have reached God enough, you know? But if you tarry in prayer, meaning if you endure in prayer, if you go a bit deeper in prayer, there is reward for you. You understand? If you, you know, uh, Renny, sometimes we try to fast, and then after 12 hours, you're like, mm, mm, mm. you know, let, let let me eat something right now. But there's a reward in persistence. There's a reward in endurance. There's a reward in, in, in pushing through. 
You know, Jesus prayed up to the point that his sweat became blood. And you see, all that prayer life, the reason why he went deeply is because he had faith that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You know, God dwells in a secret place. And everyone's walk, every Christian, a Christian walk that, that is not costly, that doesn't cost you time, that doesn't cost you people like Dennis has said, that doesn't cost you anything. I mean, how, how, how is that justified? I mean, how can you justify something like that? What have you invested? Because with faith is that, okay, faith has to cost you something. Faith has to cost you, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know how to put it in words, but on the basis of faith, we act, isn't it? You know, you can't say I have faith in something and not act like you have faith in it. If I have faith that somebody is going to win the presidency or if, if somebody if I have faith that somebody is good, then I'm going, or if, if I have faith that somebody is trustworthy, I can leave them with my back. My actions show that faith. So the reason, if you look at Christians who have a poor prayer life, Christians who have a poor uh, fasting life, Christians who have a poor uh, attending service, you know, all of those things. At the basis, at the heart of it is a lack of faith. You know? Because look at Elisha, the story which um, Drenny was just telling us about, right? If you could view that as a walk of faith, right? Persisting until you get to the destination, until you get what God has already promised you. Because like Elisha was promised the anointing, we have been promised certain things by Christ. We've been, we've been promised to, be, to go to heaven, for example, to be seated with, him with maybe all the spiritual gifts that he is going to give us and things like that. So we have promises that God has given us. And like when I said, is that the fact that we have promises doesn't, doesn't mean that we don't have to do, I mean, that we're now freed from doing anything. You know? Because there's, there's a part in uh, 1 Corinthians which says, Therefore, having this promises, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement. So you see, the promises are given to you so that you can do something. You know? You have to take God's promises with you to walk. So if God has promised you, you will prevail. You go into battle knowing that you will prevail. Do you understand? So God's promises are to prompt you to do something. If God has promised you that, Renny, you will preach, you start preparing to preach because you know that that is what God's will is and God will supply. You know, all these children of Israel, if they were promised, they were promised victory before they went to war. But let's say they did not go to war. They say, God will promise us the victory. Let's not go to war. What would happen? They're not acting on those promises. So as Christians, do we act on the promises of God? Do you even know the promises of God in your life? That's another thing altogether. Of course, the promises of God are in His Word. So how many of, of, the promise, how many of you have taken a promise of God and acted on it? Rainy, I can't hear you. Where's Rainy? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. You can see me? Yeah, I can see you now. I can see you now. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's good to have, because uh, all the screens here are black. People have switched off stuff. I know. <laughs> Our cameras are not working today. Your cameras are not working. 
It's just not working today. I think network issues. <laughs> she, she hasn't put makeup. That's why it's not working. Yeah. But but um I want us to go to Jose just shortly then I'll 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 stop and open the floor up. And actually I'll also answer what Edward was saying about faith and truth. Yeah. The thing is that the truth means nothing if you don't have faith in it. The truth is irrelevant if you don't have faith in it. If if you're not acting according to the truth, the truth is as good as aimless, you know, as hopeless. And uh you know that truth isn't just a concept. Truth is a person. And it makes sense that we have faith in Christ because Christ is the truth. So when you have faith in Christ and you act accordingly to that truth, then the truth has an effect in your life. But if you act in a way that does not recognize the truth, if you act faithlessly towards the truth, then the truth is not useful. It's like having a sword in your hand, the word of God, the truth, and not using it or using it as as a shovel. It's just uh it's useless. Yeah. Very said what what scripture we going to? Uh Hosea chapter 1. I've been really bad at like flipping my bible lately. Yeah. You have to be seeing you you've been, you've been seduced by uh the you the bible. Yeah, you bible this this guy is uh thing. <laughs> yeah. So I know we're talking about forgiving God. And we looked at costly faith, how faith can cost you. But I think we haven't looked at how lack of faith can cost you also. the other side of the coin because you may think that it is more costly to have faith than not to have faith but i'll tell you guys this it will always cost you more not to believe it will always cost you more not to believe it will always cost you more not to have faith not to believe god's word not to believe in his in his character in the long run than investing in faith you know if you think about the people who chose uh, to act in faith and people who chose not to act in faith think about Saul and David very good examples Saul acted without faith he acted in disobedience By the way, when you act in faith, the word of it is called obedience. <laughs> But if you if Saul did not act in faith and that costed them the kingdom. Not only in his life, but also in his descendants. God is descendants. But David, how many things did he sacrifice in faith? Remember that time he had a water and he poured it or uh, a jug of water and he poured it on the ground. You know, you're like this man is is paying, you know. <laughs> Everything. It is it he he did not kill Saul. He spent days and years in the wilderness. So the same as us Christians. Sometimes you you think that my Christian walk is costing me so much. I'm I'm having to 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 sit down to miss class. I'm I'm having to or oh, anyway, I'm sorry. 
not you, but I'm, I'm having to do all these things. I, I'm having to sleep late at night. I'm doing all these things. But let me tell you, Christ always says this. My yoke is easy and light. My yoke is easier. If you look at the people in the world, tying themselves tightly to go uh, in the clubs and, 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 you know, they're working hard. Sin is a hard taskmaster. You know, it's a hard taskmaster, Renny. I'm telling you. Renny, are you listening? Sin, if sin is your boss, it wears you out. Because sin corrupts the body. Yeah, exactly. I'm looking for a quote that actually ties in with what you're saying. Because I had Frederick Nietzsche made a quote actually about what you're saying. And (laughs) it really, like, it really means that lack of faith is costly and barry even think about in the garden you know barry we are still in the garden of eden do you know that you always have two trees the tree <laughs> barry okay okay and then no. I, will, I will speak so this is very interesting you know mercy who are your children dennis who are your children Rennie, who are your children? Edward, who are your children? Lizzie, who are your children? The unborn. <laughs> yeah, we're going to see. We're going to see. So, uh, let's start from verse 2. I'll read kind of quickly. When the Lord began to speak by Hosea, the Lord said to Hosea. So, this is the Lord using Hosea's mouth to speak to Hosea. So, he really wants to give you a personal message. He'll use your own mouth to speak to you. So, preachers, beware. You're preaching to yourselves. Go take yourself a wife of harlotry and children of harlotry, for the land has committed great harlotry against the Lord by departing from the Lord. Departing from the Lord, we know in Jeremiah chapter 17, it says, Curse is the man who makes the arm of flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. So, departing from the Lord is having faith. In anything else apart from God. Remember, faith pushes you towards God. Not having faith pushes you away from God. Your heart departs from God. Anyway, so he went and took Gomer, the daughter of Dibline, and she conceived and bore him a son. Then the Lord said to him, Call his name Jezreel, for in a little while I will avenge the bloodshed of Jezreel on the house of Jehu, and bring an end to the kingdom of the house of Israel. It shall come to pass in that day that I will break the bow of Israel in the valley of Jezreel. And she conceived again and bore a daughter. And then God said to him, Call her name Loru Hamon, for I no longer have mercy on the house of Israel, but I will utterly take them away. Yet I will have mercy on the house of Judah, will save them by the Lord their God, and will not save them by the bow nor by the sword, or by horse or horsemen. Now when she had weaned Loru Hamon, she conceived and bore a son. Then God said, Call his name Loan, for you are not my people, and I will not be your God. So, I'll give some context. So, Hosea has three children with this adulterous woman. You guys know the story of Hosea, right? You guys know how it is, you know. God tells Hosea to go take a wife who is promiscuous. And uh, in that, God is trying to show his relationship with Israel. How his relationship with Israel is. And you can think about it this way. It's God showing his relationship with you. How many times do we act faithless towards our marriage with God and go to other places 
when God is supposed to be our husband and our provider, we go to other husbands to provide for us. When God is supposed to be our healer and our refuge, we go to other things to, to heal us. And now you see the cost of faithlessness. So the first kid, Jezreel, that one is a legitimate son. It is a faithless, the woman is faithless in the marriage. However, the son has come as a result of her relationship with God. But the other two, the other two are not children by that, by Hosea. They're children by another man. The woman has been faithless and she has born those two other children who are illegitimate. The first child is illegitimate. The other two children are illegitimate. The same way with us, we have certain children, certain situations in our lives which have come as a result of our relationship with God. And we have other children in our life, other situations in our life which has come, which have come as a result of our relationship with other things apart from God. So if I ask, what are your children? The same way God, God looks at you and says, who are your children? These are not my kids. They don't look like me. We 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 have we have we have uh, pains which we problems which we're dealing with, and you're trying to to say, God, this is this is you, this is this is your kid, and God is saying, no, that's not our kid. That's a result of your relationship with your pride. That's a result of your relationship with your anger. That's a result of your relationship with your distrust. And now you have these children. You have to feed them. They're growing strong. <laughs> They're growing big. And you're begging God, God, please, please, please. I don't know, you gave me these kids. And God is saying, I didn't give you those kids. The first thing you have to admit is that those are not God's kids. That is not the fruit of your relationship with God. That's the fruit of your legitimate relationship with God. That is the fruit of your hollow tree. But you see, God is merciful. Because you see in, 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 in verse 10, at the very end, it says, In the place where they say to them, you are not my people, there shall be said to them, you are the sons of the living God. So, you know, the first one is, is lo, lo Ami, which uh, the, the last one is Lo Ami, which means you're not my people. God is saying, you're not, this is not my kid. But then in verse 10, he says, I will adopt them. And that's the goodness of God, is that even those illegitimate children you have had, with other situations God will adopt them and God will make them his children he'll start working in those situations you know God only gives good things so don't ever look at a bad thing in your life and try to call it God's child don't have unforgiveness in your heart because of faithlessness own up and say this isn't your kid this isn't because this hasn't come as a result of me being a Christian. This hasn't come as a result of me being faithful. This hasn't come as a result of me being thoughtful, being prayerful. This hasn't come as a result of me fasting. This hasn't come as a result of me having a genuine heart. But God still, I want us to be family. Take me and all my kids. And, and, and that is that. So, you see, a lot of us, we, 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 we have this cost of, of faithlessness. We have these kids which we have. But have, 
have faith enough to bring them to God. In your in your lack of faith results the fruits of your unfaithful of unfaithfulness. Take those things to God. God will adopt them in his love. Have mercy have faith in that character of God. That that, that is to reverse those consequences. Yeah, so that's just what I wanted to share. Yes. Right there. That's juicy, man. Yeah, man. I mean, thinking about it. You know, by the Frederick Nietzsche, I was looking into this quote. He said this. If you gaze long into an abyss, the abyss also gazes into you. Like, he's telling you that when you decide not to choose faith, the like hell he came to a point in his head you know the crazy thing that also hell gazes at you just like the way our faith our faith the way we gaze at our faith is the same is the same way that that um man i mean it's it's just man i don't know back it's like where peter says where where peter says where can i go like where would i go you know I mean, it's, it's costly. Mercy, Mercy looks like she wants to say something. Go ahead, Mercy. Uh, yeah. Like, throughout the week, I was thinking about last week's topic when we were speaking about forgiving God and and profanity. And I, I was thinking, I was just thinking the whole time, what makes you to forgive God? You know, what makes you... And now, the teaching of today has just answered my question. It's through costly faith that makes you to forgive God. That has made like a, a connection through last week's teaching. And because when Rainy, you were speaking about the three stories of Elisha and Elijah and, and, and of the Canaanite woman and, and of the woman with the issue of blood. For example, the Canaanite woman, for, in that moment, of when she when she was there pleading to Jesus she she could have been frustrated and said you know what Jesus you don't want to heal me only because I'm a Canaanite or you know there's a lot of frustration you don't want to heal my my demon possessed daughter so you don't want to heal my demon possessed daughter because uh because of this and this there could be that frustration this woman could be angry you know at Jesus but what made her to continue to to keep on till the end and answer Jesus like even 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 the dogs eat from the from what the master has eaten is because of faith is because of cost it's because at that moment it's her faith that cost like made her daughter to get healed so that has made me make a connection through last week's teaching even in our frustrations in our trials at those moments when we are angry and we want we complain to god but we still go back and say you know what god i believe you and i trust you it's because of faith and it's because of genuine faith you know that keeps you to go back to god because when when Rini was saying last week and then barry like i think i was slow to understand but now i understand that everybody here in moments through our lives and situations we have gone through places when we have told god why why me why cannot why 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 me why does this have to happen to me lord i've been faithful i have served you in this way i have done this i helped that person then why me you know but that hasn't made you 
that hasn't made you like uh, walk away from the Christian faith. Well, for others, it has made them walk away because they're like, you know what? I said, I just give up this life. But for those who have continued to to walk to walk in to walk with God, it's it's because of your faith, and that's just the connection. So that 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 is what ha- it has answered my question that I was having the whole week, and. I'll, I'll read from First Peter chapter six. I don't know if I should read from NIV because today's like for NIV day. But anyway, I'll read from NLC. Uh, First Peter chapter six. First Peter one six, and it says, "So be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead." even though you must endure many trials for a little while. Then I've got to seven. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold through your faith. Though your faith is far more precious than mere gold, so when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. So it's, 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 what, what I get from this is our faith that is going to to walk us through and and faith is something that it can't be faith has to be sharpened it's not like you you're, you are given like you somebody throws at you one million dollars no faith has to be sharpened and it's sharpened through this walk it's sharpened through the, the trials that we go through it is sharpened by our experiences it is sharpened by by the highs that even we go through it's sharpened it's, it is sharpened by when we are humbled it is sharpened by when we are pulled back and just faith and and like i i imagine to myself the faith that i have now and because i want to continue in this my christian walk is not the faith that i'll have next year it's it's gonna be greater faith it's gonna be like i want to build i want to keep on sharpening my faith like i want to have great faith and i know like having that great great faith is also costly faith and i and as barry said like there's also the flip side of it also lack of faith costs you so that makes me (laughs) i makes me scared not to have faith it's it's like it brought chills a little bit to my body so what if i'm faithless like it's like i'm dead it's like it's, i'm nothing if i'm faithless i'm i'm i'm, no, I'm nothing like by yeah. the way i, I want to just it's, it's where mercy i think you you embrace and and like you said you you get their mercy and that's why we're doing forgiving god because there's a place where we look at your faith and it's not it's not you know it's that's where we said you, you gotta get honest with God and say, hey, you know what? Uh, I and that's why we did forgiving God. Forgiving God, guys, it's it's for us to realize that there'll there'll come a time where you will hit a crisis of belief. Like what you know, everything you know about God will be challenged. Like everything about your faith will be challenged. And so I think God is is equipping us there. When we face those times, it's it's God, God is saying it's okay not to be okay. It's okay mm-hmm. not to 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 have your faith like 
skyrocketing and everything it's, it's okay you know in that place is where you you fight and you embrace you fight yeah. and you embrace yeah. yeah do you guys know uh, uh dennis please go yeah just just a quick question mm-hmm. just a quick question um, mm-hmm. i'm just thinking about this on that aspect of forgiving god uh let me, let me put it let me let me let me bring us back to earth okay um <laughs> would, <laughs> you see we're talking would, theory and uh, he's like man how do you forgive god i love i love yeah, you know, look, look at look at it this way would it would it be right would it be right for for me to say this like a good wife a good wife uh would always forgive the husband when she is wrong. Yeah, yeah, it's correct. I agree. It goes either way. Wait, 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 wait. A good wife would forgive yeah. the husband when she is when wrong. When she's wrong, yes. Wait, wait, so, say that. So, so, that again, Dennis. I'm not Wait, I'm not understanding that. Lizzie, this is your spirit. Yes. Okay, assume assume Lizzie is married, okay? Hallelujah. Very why you laughing? Very much funny with me being married. Very much I'm actually offended on it. No, no, this is this is that you know like Jules is married is like a, like a very polite way of calling you know to like the fact that she isn't married. <laughs> no, it's okay, it's really funny. Yeah, okay, okay. Assume okay, okay. Okay, assume that must be married. Mhm. Assume Okay, you for the purpose of uh, for the purpose of this demonstration, okay, for the purpose of this of this discussion, Come let on. us assume that Thomas is married, not Liz. Then, okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> okay, Matthew, so, so, Tom, you and Tom. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 like, if Marcy makes a mistake, she does a mistake, okay, or she does something that offends the husband, should Marcy forgive the husband? Yeah. For what so, reason? For what reason she does and she there's, does there's, a, there, there's a reason as to why Mercy got angry in the beginning. Wait, wait. So so, so Mercy makes a mistake. No, no, yeah. no. Wait first. Okay, okay. My mind is running on Ogali today, please. Uh, okay, okay. Be, no, let, let us assume I, this, okay? I, I became unfaithful to my husband. Let's say, for example. Yeah, say that. For example, okay, for yeah. example, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, 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 Marcy forgives the husband because she became unfaithful. Oh. Yeah. Why? Wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. No, no. So Mercy does the wrong. Mm. Exactly. To someone else. Yes. Exactly. And now Mercy has to forgive the person she has wronged. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, it makes sense now. It, makes it doesn't sense. make sense. What does that? That, that doesn't make but, sense. But does Mercy forgive? But does Mercy the husband because the husband had that reaction out of it or? 
No, 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 no guys you guys are okay we have to answer the question as it was asked no no you guys don't know how to be good movie watchers good listeners guys look suspend your disbelief this is how you watch a movie you suspend the disbelief okay dennis that does not make sense Tell us. That makes sense. Go yeah. ahead. Then. Go ahead. Tell me. It, uh, it doesn't make sense, right? Master, yes, master, no, it please. doesn't make sense. It no makes sense, sense to it, me. Does it make sense? Lizzie, I'm no, muting. It makes sense to me. I'm muting. <laughs> muting this. Okay, Lizzie, Lizzie, I would want to hear your your reason as to why it uh, does make sense. Yeah, it does make sense. Tell me. And she went mute. Oh. <laughs> Very. Now, buddy, you need to apologize for doing that. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then now, and and then, no, 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 no. Very good example, Lizzie. Tell me sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Now, listen. Okay. The reason as to why I apologize to Barry is because he did something before, which made me react and do something that I did, right? No, 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 Lizzie. Lizzie, don't add on this. Don't add on to them. Stop I'm not adding anything. I'm Stop being adding. smart. You're being smart. I'm not being <laughs> smart. <laughs> no, what, if, what, if, what, if, what if your husband, Lizzie, mm-hmm. didn't do anything, but you cheated on him? So, what, what's the ground of you forgiving him? He's not the one. He hasn't done anything to make you cheat. But there's something which made me cheat. And what if, if, if it could be on your own side? Because sometimes Listen. you have other people and maybe it's our own, it's our own, you know. I don't know. Lizzie. But most of, the, m- most of the time when we do things, there are, there, there's always a reason behind us to why we're doing it. Okay, okay Lizzie, Lizzie, uh, yeah? let us get to the point where just, just to make it all short, yeah? Yeah, like, like, okay, you're friends with Marcy. Let me, let me even use that. You're friends with Marcy, okay? Then uh, you happen to take uh, what would it be? Okay, you, you just happen to 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 like offend Marcy without her having ever done anything to you, and then you'd expect Marcy to tell you sorry. Would you expect Marcy to tell you something? Lizzie, can you be real? Come on, Lizzie. I'm being real, guys. I'm being real. <laughs> so how does Marcy tell you sorry and you're the one who offended Marcy? <laughs> because there's definitely something which happened that I... No, yeah. no, 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 guys, 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 wait, 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 wait. You're not there's... understanding me. No, no, no. You see, this is one of the issues which we are going to address in, in forgiving God. What, what what Dennis is highlighting right now and what Lizzie is bringing up. You see, many Christians, they they think they're very willing to, to take slaps and hits from God and just blanketly saying that, oh, 
but there must be a good reason and things like that. Oh, it's, 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 oh man, that's it's that issue. Spirit. Man, that's the Holy Spirit, man. You yep. have hit the nail. Because and 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 that what we discussed last time that is not forgiving God. And and Barry, guess what? The thing it's humility. Yeah, the thing is humility. It's humility. Oh, yeah. So God. so you think there's there's a difference between between accepting and approving which we were talking about. Because accepting is like there has to be some reason somehow it has happened and things like that. that's what accepting is. But approving is 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 does not is basically let your will be done. It, it's it's more to do with an intimate and trust way yeah yeah so one is knowing and the other one is trusting kind it's of like trusting. you see a, a lot by man like and and by to be honest i think even think about that this is actually jesus imagine jesus he would have he would have said in humility oh you know what i'm i'm, I'm nobody but jesus actually never said that by Jesus actually when he went anywhere he said I'm the son of God you know I am I am the way the truth like people think humility is it's kind of like like I love what you said by it's like rolling with the punches it's like it's like wronging Lizzie there there comes uh how can I put this it's like there's some times in your life where you don't even have made an action but there's some things which are happening like for example job lizzy if you read the book of job that what does god say about job is blameless is everything do you know there's still nobody who has found why job had to go out there job didn't commit anything tell me what job committed nothing that's true and and we said we said this But by the way still, that, but he still told god thank you for all the yeah questions. i know i know but 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 look but, but look he did that because god revealed something to him but but we don't know we don't know the issue is that don't take blind suffering that's that's not honesty and many christians many christians take blind suffering and they put in the back of the mind there must be some good reason to this but god doesn't want that that you see christ was saying if is there any other way but nevertheless let your will be done christ was looking for a way out but then at the end he had to humble himself out of a true no i think people miss out on knowing god when they apply this blanket sort of statement that god is good all the time all the time god is good god god isn't interested in that god wants you to ask questions because when you ask questions and when you receive questions from god it changes your perception how you look at things you're opening up yourself to having your perception change so god is pushing you on the edge so you can ask questions because he wants to change the way you see things and we talked about what perception is right that uh when you put on red glasses the whole world looks red even green trees look red so it's because of not what you see but how you're seeing things and how you see things really is very important because if i hate reni i start hating everything about reni i start hating how reni chooses food i start hating how reni wears his bling and things like that because of how i'm seeing him I'm seeing him through the eyes of hatred and if conversely with love if i love reni i'll start loving everything about him i start loving how he talks uh, i'll ignore the red flags and all this thing so god is interested in changing our perception for that reason god wants us to see things the way he sees things 
How can two walk together unless they agree? How can two walk together unless they see the world the same way? So the thing is that God sees it one way. And God wants you to come to the point where you see it the same way. And saying that, oh, but God is good anyway. That's not how God sees the world. God doesn't say, oh, but I'm good anyway. God has a purpose. God never allows anyone to go suffering without a purpose. So it's not enough to say God is good. You need to come closer to God than that. You need to push more than that. That's what we're trying to say. Like 